If you have a Bible, turn that Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And I want to talk to you. I want to be the forerunner tonight. I want to prepare the ground. I want to fertilize the soil. I want to get your spirit man ready for what God is about to do in your life. The Lord gave us a whole lot of encounters and visions about the prophetic shift. And part of what God said is that nobody that will step into this arena will go back the way they came. In 4 Samuel chapter number 1, I bring in a word that I've titled tonight, I'm not going back the way I came. Turn to somebody say, I'm not going back. I don't know your testimony, but I come to declare tonight, I'm not going back the way I came. Everybody say it with faith. Say, I'm not going back the way I came. In 4 Samuel chapter number 1, in verse 1, the Bible says, Now there was a certain man of Ramahad Zephar of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, the, the son of Ephrathite. Amen. An Ephrathite. Verse 2 says, and he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children. And Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Ophini and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. Let me hear someone say, yes, Lord. And when the time was that Elkanah Offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and all her daughters' portions. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord hath shot her womb. And our adversary. Isn't it funny how people just become your adversary? Just because it's not yet your time. And our adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord hath shot her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elikana, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten, in Shiloh, 
and after they have drunk, now the priest sat upon the seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept so. Father, I thank you because the word of the Lord is moving powerful tonight. I thank you, Lord, because there is an encounter that's been released in this hour. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. amen. Every time that you sit in the church and somebody is sitting beside you, there's bigger than a statistic sitting beside you. There's bigger than an individual or just a person that's sitting beside you. Right beside you in church is a real person who has a story behind him. Every time we come to church, there is a story sitting beside you. For some people, it is the story of struggle. Can I talk to real people tonight? It is the story of pain. For some people, it's the story of the anguish of soul. For some people, it's the story of desperation. For some people sitting beside you in church, it's the story of a dead end. For some people, it's the story of a medical situation that has defied all medical solution. For somebody sitting beside you, it is an unexplainable demonic attack. People don't just leave their houses. People don't just travel halfway around the water because they've got nothing to do. When people travel to a conference like prophetic ship, they are coming because they need God to do something. Is somebody hearing me tonight? You never know somebody's story because they're wearing good makeup and they have a wonderful suit on and they have a nice cologne. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know the pain in their lives. You don't know what they're telling God to break. But there's something deep down. Let me hear somebody say there's something deep down. I didn't come here so that I can look cute and sophisticated. I came here because I've got a need in my life that only God can meet. Am I talking to somebody tonight? People come in the presence of God to have an encounter with God because something drives them into the place of altar. Can I talk to somebody tonight? See, when something drives you into the presence of the Lord, you don't even know how you got there. Because there's something behind you that's pushing you. That's a pressure in your life. There's something that God has to do for you. There's a mountain that you've got to climb. And there's a giant that you've got to slay. And when you come to the point of desperation, something going to propel you into the presence of God. Hannah was a case study. Of a woman who came to Shiloh like every other person. 
And I can just imagine maybe there were 100,000 people in that place that day. You don't know what everybody's story was. But we understand Hannah's story because the Bible narrated her story. But it was not only Hannah that came to Shiloh that year. A thousand and one people came. But one woman stood out of the crowd because that woman said, I'm not going back home the way I came. Tell somebody I'm not going back home the way I came. Tell somebody again I'm not going back home the way I came. Oftentimes I don't understand how it happens. But the enemy does not attack things that are ugly, only beautiful things. Satan doesn't attack ugly things. Satan doesn't attack not so good situation. And somebody said, I don't know why I'm dealing with all this battle in my life. Can I tell you why? It's because of your destiny. The Bible says that Hannah was loved by her husband, but she had no son. She had no children. Now the woman who had the husband's heart was the one who did not have children. Am I talking to somebody right now? Oh, now that seemed to be like a perfect situation when you love your husband and your husband loves you. How bad can that be? But now there were no children. Some of you will say to yourself, I wish I just had this and that in my life. It would be a perfect life. I wish my son would just serve the Lord. I wish revival would just come to our ministry. I wish my family can just break away from the spirit of addiction and depression but because uh, my God of the destiny that God has for your family the enemy will come but the word of God says when the enemy comes lack of Lord the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard I need God now to put back into situation the things that are not in his place in my life I don't know what you're asking God for, but I heard the Lord saying, I will satisfy the hungry soul. Lord, when is it going to be my turn? Can I ask you a question here today? Have you been to the place of pain? You will never understand the meaning of power if you've not been to the place of pain. Can I talk to somebody right now? You will never understand the definition of glory if you've never had a story. You will never know what it looks like to be a blessing to others if you've never needed blessing yourself. And that's why a lot of people look down their nose and other people struggling. But if God had brought you a mighty long way, if God had delivered you, if God had set you free, if you could say, amazing grace, how sweet the song that saved a wretch like me. You will not look down at other people. You will reach out and be a blessing. We need real people in, the, in today's church. Those who have been broken become masters at mending orders. Can I talk to somebody right now? Those who have been broken become masters at mending orders. Those who have seen the revelation of Jesus, they overcome the demon of religion and they can bring the glory of God down. Why we don't have revival is that everybody thinks 
that they've got it all together. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is getting legalistic. But when you are real with God and God has worked on your heart, you will let the grace of God flow from you to other people. Can I talk to somebody right now? A woman with pain is a dangerous thing. Oh, come on, somebody. See, when a man is under pain, he can still act cool. He can pretend like there's nothing. And you know, that's why they said men, typically husbands, they die before their wives. You know why? Somebody say, why? Because men always pretend about everything in your life. Like, it's okay. Men don't talk. It's all right. It's nothing. But when a woman is in pain, she's on fire. I need you, Lord. When a woman is in pain, she reach for her phone. She call her friend. Hello, Sally. Hello, Dorothy. I couldn't sleep last night. Have you ever experienced this kind of situation? Sally, I stumbled on a text. I'm losing my mind. What should I do right now? A woman in pain is a dangerous thing. The Bible says Hannah was in pain. Have you ever had an experience going on in your spirit? You cannot express it physically. Have you ever had what is called the anguish of soul? Have you wanted something so bad? And the more you seem to get closer, the farther it seems to go. Have you ever been to the place where people don't understand you anymore? Because you keep telling them the Lord would do it and it's never been done. Can I talk to somebody right now? Have you ever been to that point where you open your Bible looking for answers and you say, God, where is your face? Where is your glory? Where is your anointing? I've fasted for so long. I've waited for so long. When will my change come? Hannah was desperate. She needed to have a word from the Lord. You know, I pray over every pastor, every leader, every apostle, Every teacher of the gospel, every evangelist in this room who is thirsty to see transformation in their ministry, who is asking God to turn things around, who is asking God to flip the doors open and bring multitudes to the kingdom. I pray for every anointed man of God who is traveling, who is saying, God, when will you bring breakthrough to this ministry? The Lord told me to come here, the prophetic shift, and announce to you that right now, the fire is falling upon your ministry. Yeah. Hungry, desperate woman will do anything to see the glory of God. You know why revival tarry? You know why the move of God is far-fetched? You know why the supernatural seems to elude us? It's just because we are too satisfied. We are too complacent. And many people don't want to be needy because you think it is weak to be needy. But until you come to the point of surrender where you are needy of God, he will never reveal himself. 
Because God does not fill vessels that are already full. God fills vessels that are empty. And somebody ought to empty themselves today and say, God, I don't care who is looking at me. I don't care who don't like my taste. But I'm hungry. I'm empty. Fill me with your glory. Set me on fire. When you are too hungry, you don't care about who is looking. Can I talk to somebody right now? When you are too hungry, you don't care about how far you have to drive. When you hear the king calling you, you say, God, it is me. I've waited for your move in my life. I know that you love me, but the devil has been busy with me. But the devil is a liar. I pull down every limitation because right now i got to see the glory of God. Let me hear somebody shout, yes! I can go back the way I can. This is not rehearsal. These are the days of my life. This is why I'm called. This is why I'm anointed. This is why the Father raised me. This is why he anointed me. He called me to be a fruit. He called me to win this battle. He called me to be the line of demarcation between the pain and the power in my family. He called me to be the gatekeeper that will bring my brothers and sisters out of demonic oppression. And I cannot sit back when the devil is busy with my family. The devil is a liar. I come in the name of the Lord. 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 That's why. That's why I'm fighting. Tell somebody, that's why I'm fighting. Look at somebody say, that's why I'm fighting. Tell somebody, that's why I'm fighting. That's why I pray the way I pray. That's why I shout the way I shout. That's why I cry the way I cry. That's why I need the glory. This is not a joke. This is about my generation. This is about my family. This is about my destiny. I gotta release the glory of God. Somebody say yes. Hey. Please help me to sit down. I'm almost done. This is not a joke. I didn't come to prophetic shift for jamboree. I didn't come to prophetic shift for a carnival. I came here because what I, what I got at home is, is ugly. I can't go back to the ugly. Is somebody hearing me right now? came here because what I left back at home, it ain't pretty. You don't know. You don't know what I'm dealing with in the closet of my family. You don't know the names people calling me. You don't know the struggles in my life. That's why I can't pretend like everything is okay. I came, I came too far. I drove too far to pretend like everything is okay. I can act religious. It's too late to act cute. I have to see the glory. Please sit down. The Bible says, the Bible says our adversary, Penina, was taunting her. How funny that the world will mock you. Whenever your life is not releasing the blueprint of God. People going to be in your face mocking you. You never know your true friends until you go through crisis. 
Can I talk to somebody right now? You never know those who love you until you hit the rock bottom. You say you love me, wait until all hell let loose. Are you still going to say you love me? You never know the true people that stand with you until you pass through the valley of the shadow of death. The Bible says every time she mocked her. Some of you are here. People have mocked you big time. Some people have deleted you off of their Facebook. They didn't even tell you. Come on, somebody. Only, only for you to try to tag them on your, on your, on your picture to the, your, your, your last vacation. That's when you realize, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You offended me without telling me? Say, yes. Yes, you don't belong in this circle. Why? Because you just don't have it all together. Put yourself together and then call my number. Don't call my number because you complain too much. Every time you call me, you talk about your problems. She was mocking her. Listen to me. There's nothing as desperate in the soul of a man like having the capacity to do something, but yet you can't do it. Having the potential to become something, yet you can't become that thing. Having what it takes to be great, yet you can't step into greatness. Having a womb, yet you can't carry a baby. Having a certificate, yet you can't get the kind of job that you qualify for. Having an anointing on your life, yet you cannot preach the gospel. It's like a cage. Is somebody hearing me tonight? It's like a trap. It's like a person who is daydreaming. Have you ever been there where you know that even the people who are superior to you, you are more gifted than them? Have you ever been to the point where you know that you know that even the people who are superior to you, they come to you to ask for the way to do those things, yet they get the money. You have the idea, but they got the money. Because your platform is not open. The woman with, 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 with children, she was mocking Hannah. Say, well, I know he loves you, but I have the babies. I know he loves you, but I have the babies. I know you are the child of destiny, but I've got what it takes. It's happening for me now. And you know one thing about the enemy. The enemy knows how to fret his power in your moment of trial. The Bible says when Jesus Christ was in the wilderness, as he was about to step there, he said, you could not arrest me a few days ago, but now is the hour and the power of darkness. And some of you have been going through the hour and the power of darkness. Asking God, make a way. Make a way. Make a way, make a way, make a way, make a way, make a way. 
make a way, Jesus. I need your glory, make a way. I need your anointing, make a way. I need deliverance, make a way. I need this healing, make a way. And oh, come on, somebody, you gotta make a way, God. You gotta break this limitation. You gotta bring me out of this tight corner. We are onto something this weekend. This is not a joke. We are under something this weekend because we are hungry, because we are thirsty, because we can't go back home to that desperate situation. David cried to God, I will lift my head to the hills. Where comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Can I talk to somebody right now? My help comes from the Lord. You know, sometimes God will mess up your support system so that you can need him more than anything. Am I talking to somebody right now? That's why some people will walk out of your life. That's why all the things that you thought would be your defenses is going to crumble before your eyes. That's why the money you gather for your retirement, you're going to watch it blow away and you didn't even know how it happened. That's why the people that promise you heaven and earth will disappoint you. Because your help comes from the Lord. Your help. The rehabilitation has failed, but your help. You've been hell and back, but your help comes. Ah, you're not hearing me, somebody. Your help comes. My help comes from the Lord. Hannah said, well, I've tried all the pills to conceive. It didn't help me. I've tried IVF. And BBF, none of it helped me. <laughs> I've looked at the calendar. Okay, that's ovulation. I couldn't get it right. But I'm going to somewhere. Shiloh. I'm going there. I'm go I, I, heard, I heard that there is, there is an altar in Shiloh. There is a glory in Shiloh. I'm, I, listen, I, 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 oh, come on, somebody. I, I know I've been going every year, but this year is different. I'm, listen, listen. Some of us, the problem we have is the crowd around us. And, and one of the things I realized is when God wants to get you real good, he gets you up close and personal. Because there's a level that God is going to take you that nobody can follow you on that level. Are you hearing me, somebody? And he said, this season, I'm not going like I used to go. I'm going on a different level. I'm going alone. Let me hear somebody shout, alone. I'm going alone. I'm going alone. I'm going, I'm going head first this time. I'm going alone. This year is different. I'm going a prophetic shift. 
I'm traveling halfway around the world. Listen, God is going to move here today. I, I feel the Holy Ghost all over this building. Some, some yokes are going to break. You're going to see what God is going to do here in this building. In a few minutes, yokes are going to break. You're going to see what God of heaven is going to release all over this building. My God, my God, my God. My God. My God. Somebody's here. The Lord told me you lost some, a lot of money in business recently. And you came to a breaking point. But God is about to restore. Come on, give God a big hand for that word, everybody. So when they go to Shiloh, a Bible says, everybody, we're doing what they do all the time. Eating and drinking and feasting and getting in trouble. But this one says, no, no, no. If I wanted to eat, I'll be eating at home. You know, one time I told the people in our church, I said, if you are serving God, serve God because of his reward. Don't serve God because of the reward of man. Come on, somebody. Serve God because he's going to reward you. I said to them, if I wanted people to, to give me a standing ovation, if that was why I was serving the Lord, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through all that sacrifices. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd just go to downtown Calgary and pay a few people, you know, $100 a day. If I'm passing, you just clap. It's easy to do that and to serve the Lord. Serving the Lord, it's, 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 it's very sacrificial. So why do I? It's, it's not about people's reward. It's about God. In that year, Hannah said, I'm not going to do what everybody is doing. Don't get lost in this crowd. Seek the glory. Get a word. Get a word. The Bible says, when everybody, we're busy doing their thing. Hannah found a corner. And she knelt down and laid her before the glory of God. The Bible says. The anguish of her soul. Was so dire. That she couldn't even find the words. To come out of her mouth. But her lips were moving. And she was pouring it out to God. The Bible says the spirit make an intercession for the saint according to the will of God. I need your glory. Some of the greatest encounters that I have had with God in my life, in my ministry, came in some of my lowest season. Where I did not know to whom to turn. And I knew that all that was saved my life was a word from the Lord. And I would lay in the presence of the Lord. I wouldn't even find the words to articulate the expressions of my soul. That something in me would be longing for something bigger than where I am. Lord, show me your glory. Everybody look at me. Zoom the camera into my mouth. See, she was just... You know, 
what she was saying. Lord, the, the mockery is too much. Ah, <laughs> oh, someone, somebody. You know, I always tell believers, don't share your intimate encounters with God in the presence of unbelievers. They will never understand. Come on, somebody. Because, oh yeah, oh yeah, you want to clap for God right now? They will never understand your sacrifice. Oh, can I, listen, listen, listen. Real covenant relationship with God does not make sense. Can I have somebody right now? My walk with God does not even make sense to me. When your walk with God makes sense to you, you are walking God. God ain't walking you. You are getting, listen, you are getting intelligent on God. There's a lot of intelligent people who know how to maneuver their relationship with God. And that's why you, you have never seen the glory of God because your mind is getting in the way of real glory. Because God will never tell you to do something that you have the capacity to do. Can I talk to somebody right now? Hey! Never tell you to go somewhere that you know the way. God would never tell you to do a project that you have the money lying in the bank. Because why he is God is because he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. And you will never know Jehovah Jireh until you come to the place of need. why you are too intelligent to step into destiny oh come on let me help somebody tonight because when it comes to living a life you can finance it but when it comes to fulfilling a destiny God must send a check from heaven Is somebody hearing me right now? Is somebody hearing me right now? He said, I will make a way in the wilderness. I will bring out water in the desert. And that's why we've not seen the glory of God. Because we want everything to be calculated, to make sense, to be put together. And you have everything in place. Say, yes. Yes, I'm ready. But God told Moses to keep going to the Red Sea. Keep going. How are we going to cross over? Move forward. Tell somebody, say, it don't make sense. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. I've been preaching now close to 30 years. God has never made sense to me. Never. Not a day. Not a day. I said, God, what are you doing? He said, trust me. I don't know what you're doing. Said, Follow me. 
Lord, I can't see the way. Follow me. How are you going to do it? It's none of your business. I am the Lord. You just follow me. Follow me and I will make you. Follow me, I will build you. Follow me, I will change you. Follow me, I will take you places. Follow me, I will deliver you. Obey my word. I will raise you high. You got to shut your eyes to the world when you are following Jesus. Hannah was just doing like this. Doesn't make sense. Some people said, so why are you going to prophetic ship? You're going to drive eight hours. Can't we pray together here? It doesn't make sense. Are you going to go all that journey? It doesn't. Why are you going to do all that? It doesn't make sense. Because you feel something in your spirit. I can't explain it, but deep is calling to deep. I can't explain it, but something bigger than me is pushing me out of this place. I gotta have more. Senseless obedience. Senseless, erotic obedience. Cross, yes, Lord. Jump, yes, Lord. Kneel, yes, Lord. Pray, yes, Lord. Fast. Look, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to the point that even the priest could not understand her. Oh, no, let me help somebody right now. Please sit down for a few minutes. Look at my eyes, everybody. Some of us, we surround ourselves with religious people who are where God used to be. Uh, can I talk to somebody right now? <laughs> people who are, who are, where I know they used to hear God, but are they still hearing God? Old prophet that lost the glory. Eli used to hear God. But at that time, Eli had switched from the spirit to the flesh. And the anointing of a David is resting on your life. And we are looking for endorsement in the wrong places. Because we are trapped by a spirit of religion. And the old prophet looked at the woman. Look at me somebody. Who was having the most strange of encounters with God. And the prophet said. This is madness. Madness. Some of you are having... A spirit of conviction coming on your life. A spirit of overflow. And you want more. And you go to somebody who is dry and empty. You say, God is calling me to a higher level. It's like, mm. uh, 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 you are going too far, my dear. God, no, God ain't that hard. No, 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 no. 
stay, no, no, it ain't not, it ain't, don't get, don't be a fanatic, don't be a fanatic, just, just give him the glory for two minutes, it's okay, it's all right, just raise your hand for one minute, because like, I feel like God is calling me to warfare in the spirit, they have no idea, say, no, you are drunk, the priest told her she was drunk, people are going to always, let me hear you use the word always. Misinterpret your revelation if they analyze it in the flesh. It's never going to add up to their mental faculty. And that's why they can't go somewhere with you. Why are you doing that? Because I'm pouring the anguish of my soul to God. Destiny is a blueprint that God Almighty orchestrate in the spirit man of a believer and is very, very coded in his DNA. Something that only you can understand and nobody else. Nobody else knows what I feel in my belly. What I'm fighting in my life. Nobody else feels it. And this woman said, I gotta have this miracle. I gotta have this miracle. And the Lord said, Hannah, you will not go back to your family the way you came. Why? Because you struck the courts of eternity in a place that is dangerous. And God sent me here tonight. I don't know who you are. I don't know what name people called you. I don't know what the anguish of your soul is. I don't know what destiny you carry in the belly of your spirit. But God said to tell somebody tonight. That if you will cry to God. There will be a breakthrough. Come on, give him praise, everybody. Come on, give him praise, everybody. Listen to me. We are going to bypass the systems of this world. And we're going to step into the glory realm. And let me say something to you about the glory realm. It's a dangerous realm. Because the glory realm is the only place in the universe where things can happen instantly. Look at me, everybody. Everything in the earth realm, it follows a structure, a system, an order. But when it comes to the glory realm, things happen right now. You're trying to get rid of and overcome in the system of the world. It takes a routine. In the system of the world, to become a millionaire, if you are living here in Canada, you have to first start by rebuilding your credit. A couple of months, maybe a year or two. And being credit worthy. 
And then you can start talking about it gradually. But in the glory realm, he can take you from the lowest and take you to the highest. Right now, Hannah did not receive the baby when she got home. She received the baby in the place of God's presence. Because when things open in heaven, they must open on earth. The glory realm is dangerous. It's the place you can come weak and live strong. One minute, one second, one second. Whenever Jesus cast out a devil, I love the way the book of Mark will put it. He said, instantly, immediately. I was in Port Elizabeth in South Africa, preaching at a church. And the pastor of the church told me, man of God, somebody has died. And I think it will be a good time for evangelism, for you to come preach. So I said, okay, I'll come with you. And I stepped into this house and there were all these wonderful people who had come to say goodbye in this service of song to their beloved. And as I stood to share God's word, I noticed a young man sitting somewhere in the corner in that house. And I could, I could see that something was wrong with him. He was holding a, a girl's hand and together looked to me as if the, the purple, the eye, I mean black part of their eye had gone up. It looked like they had only the white part and they were looking weary. So I fastened my eyes on both of them. I was trying to discern in my spirit, Lord, what is going on here? And instantly the Lord told me he was bound by a strong addiction to drugs. And I, I fastened my eyes on him as I continued to preach the word of God. And after I preached, I gave an order call. I said to him, sir, can you please stand? Can you stand up, man? And both of them stood up. And he was looking at me in a weird way. And you know, one of the problems we have oftentimes is that the believers, we're always talking without power. And that's why we're losing an entire generation because people are tired of hearing what God can do. They want to see it. And that's why people are dealing with all kinds of demonic and spiritual problems and the pastors are counseling them. I'm going to counsel the demon out of you. In my name, they will counsel demons. Can I talk to somebody right now? In my name, they will counsel demons. In my name, they will encourage depression. In my name, they will pamper uh, all these demonic things. No, no, no. In my name, they will cast out demons. We always want everything and everybody to make sense. He said, don't worry. Make sense and come out of it. Somebody said, I know I'm in a mess. I cannot even help myself. Help me. I told that brother, stand up, please. He stood up. I told the, the lady, stand up. She stood up. These are not church people. These are just as, as far from church as you can imagine. Never been to church. Just living their lives bound by all kinds of addiction 
And as I noticed the demon there, I said, in the name of Jesus. He said, you say what? I said, in the name. <laughs> what are you talking about? In the, I said, no, I'm not talking to you, sir. I'm talking to that devil inside of you. In the name of Jesus, I bind you, devil, in that man. By the superior authority of God, come out. And he leaned towards me like he was reaching to grab me. And the power of God hit him. He hit the roof and fell to the ground. And he started to move around. And that devil was struggling. But I said, you can't hold him. Lose him and let him go. Do you know what happened, God's people? In the name of the Lord, to the glory of the Lord, before you could count one to ten, the demon jumped out of him. He stepped up and he got delivered from depression and from every addiction to cocaine and heroin. Listen to me. That man that man, he's a pastor. He's preaching the gospel right now. The glory realm is the only place where you can go to and come back different. Is the, listen, we're going to get to the glory realm tonight. All God is asking for is somebody saying, God, I'm here for you. I want it. I need your glory. Change me from inside. I've tried everything I can to see your change in my life. It's been difficult for me. 